You're listening to Entercom Radio here, I on Houston on Entercom Radio. I am Mike Meltzer, joined by my co-host Seth Payne. If you are not familiar with us, we do the morning show on Sports Radio 610 from 6 to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Check out SportsRadio610.com. Again, Entercom Radio's I on Houston. We have the pleasure of being joined by one of our favorite guests, Neil Bush, in studio right now to promote the Barbara Bush Literacy Foundation. Neil, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mike. Thank you very much. I'm great. It's and always our pleasure to have you in. Go ahead, Seth. Neil, we do a lot of work, as a lot of people in Houston do, with the Bush Literacy Foundation, and a lot of people know what a great job your mother and uh, and your family does with it. I feel guilty because I never quite knew how personally close you were to it, and and uh, the genesis of your mom getting involved with literacy had to do with you having some difficulty early on. Part of her motivation for getting involved with literacy is that I struggled as a kid, as a dyslectic kid. Um, when I was in a third grade class, my mom came to the classroom and the book was being passed from kid to kid. And when it got to me, the kid to my left helped me with one or two words. The kid to my right helped me with other words. The teacher helped me. Mom realized for the first time that I couldn't read. Hmm. And so, so there was no... Uh, prescription for how to deal with kids that had reading difficulties at the time. So on Saturday, she'd take me to one reading remedial thing. My friends were out playing and football and pick up basketball and games that are that I wish I could have been enjoying or whatever, just playing as a kid. Um, and so I struggled as a kid and managed to gain confidence as I got older. And the more I read Sports Illustrated and Sporting News back in the day, the more I realized I actually could read. And um, I read slowly. Uh, I've developed conf- competence in it. But my mom I think through that experience realize that if you can't read at an age-appropriate level, like if you're a kid and you can't read in school, there's no way you're going to realize your fullest potential in that school environment. Or if you can't read as an adult, you can't realize your God-given potential as an adult. And so literacy is one of those critical foundational skills that if you don't have it, you can't possibly. And, and there are so many remedies and there's so much intervention. Kids, there's no excuse in America for kids that are raised in poverty that don't have books, don't hear words, don't have a culture of reading, that they can't be remediated and brought up to reading level by third grade, for example, which is a critical benchmark. So my, my mom's legacy is to promote literacy causes. It's been national. Now we, my wife Marie and I started the local Bush Houston Literacy Foundation, and we're really privileged to kind of shamelessly use mom's legacy commitment to literacy right here in her backyard to help make Houston more aware of this crisis and to bring, you know, different disparate groups together to try to deal with it. You mentioned third grade as being a critical time. Is that is that because if they don't get it by third grade, they get left behind really quickly? Yeah, the statistics are really clear that if you don't pass that third grade reading test, that there's very high probability that you're going to f- suffer through school and, and be, be part of the dropout statistics, or you're going to graduate from high school without reading level competency to go to college. Um, you wouldn't believe how much money is spent at the collegiate level trying to remediate kids that really shouldn't have graduated in the hmm. first place. And you wouldn't be job ready, uh, you know, if you don't do that. So, And then if you look at statistics about juvenile delinquency and crime rates, as a result, there's a very high correlation between those kids that are in the juvenile system and low literacy. And there's a huge correlation between adults that are in prison and low literacy. So it's not the magic bullet, but it's one of many, many things that has to be 
considered, and it is so fundamental. It's, I don't know. We spend gazillions of dollars in Houston spending money to, to research cures to cancer, and you know, there's so much benevolence in this city. But if people realize what a cancer low literacy is in our society or what an ailment it is, I think, I think we'd see a lot more resource, a lot more human volunteer-type resource, and a lot more money being spent for the, on the good organizations. They're doing great work throughout the city. And it's as volunteer projects go, and there's so many different great things to do. This is one of the most fun ones to do, oh. isn't it? I mean, just you're reading the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're so cute. So there, there's a program that the Barbara Houston Literacy Foundation helped to found with HISD, uh, with the Children's Museum called Read Houston Read. And there's two components. There's one in-person um, um, kind of volunteer tutoring, mentoring type program where, where you go for uh, 30 minutes a week with a kid in some, a kindergarten or first grade kid. And there's an online. So I do an online tutoring. I've done it three years in a row, 30 minutes every Tuesday at 9 o'clock. If I'm not in Houston, if I'm traveling, I can do it anywhere I, I want. It's a prescribed 30-minute tutoring thing and i'd work with dylan this year and it is such a joy you get more out of it and and then at the end of the year i meet dylan i will meet dylan and the teacher and in the past three years the teachers have said god it really makes a difference in dylan's life it's an easy commitment to make read houston read if you go to connect the number four literacy.org the barbara bush houston literacy foundation has a website we've recruited over five thousand volunteers to do work with kids but also adults all the way through the spectrum in schools and in, with the the amazing organizations that are doing fabulous work. So I would encourage you, I agree with you, Seth, the volunteering to help, especially with kids, but with adults too, is so heartwarming. It's such a great, it's easy to do. You don't have to be a brain surgeon to go read with or to a kid and to encourage that kid to be a reader. And I think sometimes if you don't have kids or you, you haven't had kids and all your kids are grown, you forget just how easy it is to engage a kid's attention yeah. that it's not the same as speaking to a group of kids or anything that just they just love being read to right yeah just personal attention neil bush joining us here on intercom radio's eye on houston so in terms of houston you mentioned all the money every, all the resources that go into education how would you kind of describe the need for literacy right now in the city of houston you know, there's a crisis. So the first thing we did when we formed this foundation five years ago is we um, f- first we hired an amazing leader, Dr. Julie Baker Fink, and then she coordinated with Deloitte to conduct a survey of the mm-hmm. community. And we came up with a with a crisis statement, Houston, uh, Houston's literacy crisis, and then a blueprint for community action. And if you were to read this crisis statement, it makes it very clear that there's a crisis that affects every age group of citizens in Houston. Very very high, low literacy rates. That sounds kind of weird, high, low literacy rates. Um, and then it affects all of us through higher crime, higher costs, higher welfare, higher education, you know, costs of education, etc. And so, for example, for kids that are born in poverty, they have one book for every 300 households. I mean, wow, you guys. Wow, that's crazy. That's a phenomenally sad and, and depressing statistic. And there are studies that show if you're raised in a household with books, mm-hmm. that that gives you kind of a head start in terms of wanting to becoming literate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like millions fewer words heard as kids raised in poverty. So when kids go into the, the, um, in the there's an entry level assessment in kindergarten, and there's something like 60% of kids that enter the enter kindergarten in Houston, the Houston area are ill prepared to learn. And so they 
start behind the eight ball. And then as they go through to the third grade, I can't remember, I think only like 20% of students pass the, the third grade reading test with flying colors, indicative of a pretty sure bet they're going to succeed through school. And something like 28% fail a test that require you know, 20 out of 40 questions to be answered correctly. So there's a there's a huge crisis early on. And then I think there's like 22% of adults in Houston read at a third grade level. So we have a crisis from, you know, from birth through through the adult side, through the, through adults. And, and the beauty of it is there's there are points of light. There are there are wonderful things happening to remediate, to intervene, to help people realize their fullest potential through literacy. And our goal in Houston is to try to build co- collaborations and coalitions to raise awareness and to increase capacity for these services. And if we do, Houston's going to be much better off. And it sounds overwhelming when you hear all those stats, but I know you guys make it, as you explained easy, uh, earlier, very easy to help out in a lot of ways. And I think for a lot of people that are listening right now, the most immediate thing you can do is actually go have a lot of a lot of fun at the uh, the celebration right. of reading that you have coming up April nineteenth. Yeah, that's a fabulous event. My mom twenty three years ago started a, a thing called the Celebration of Reading. She brings in or brought in you know authors like best selling authors, and this year we have five amazing authors. You know Jim Gaffigan. I don't know your fan, people listening to this radio station. Oh, they know. The they know Jim Gaffigan. Very funny guy. He's written books about being too fat or something or whatever, but it's <laughs> nice clean humor. He's a very good, yeah. He's a very family friendly, family uh, friendly comedian. comedian. It's a very fun, usually you say family friendly comedian, and you think like, oh, okay, how could a kitty be? He's very very. He's good. good. He's actually yes. good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he has a lot of, I would imagine, stories about reading to his kids because he's got. He's got yeah, a kid. he's got a, kid, a lot of kids. The kids' stories, old school. Yeah, he's he's an amazing guy. Um, Candace Millard's a historian. I've read all three of her books to my parents as they've been in and out of the hospital. Amazing history. You should read her books. Clive Cussler's a best-selling author. Um, there's a woman named C.K. Curley who writes uh, e-books about the future of you know AI and big data and where the world of technology is going and all this massive networking infrastructure. This in a world's changing. I mean, it's like obviously changing right in front of our eyes, and it's kind of it's going to be fun to have a futures talk about that. And we have one other author, and I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, let's see, we've got the funny. Did you mention John Kasich? John Kasich. Oh my God! Yeah, we've got a politician. So I asked my mom, you know, would it be okay to invite a politician, you know, just to get her blessing for this? And she said, oh, he'll never, he'll never accept. So I invited John, John Kasich, who's written a book about, you know, coming together, working across the aisle, and yeah. trying to trying to be, you know, trying to work with with humility and with you know bringing the nation together and that kind of thing. And I've read the book, and it's a it's a great book. It's a good a message. It's important to hear. So anyway, Kasich immediately accepted, and Mom was like, "What?" <laughs> anyway, that's awesome. <laughs> so you've got a history, uh, you know, in your family of reaching across the aisle. Uh, the, the world's become so divisive. The political world, the environment, political environment. When Dad was president, there was po- political bickering back and forth. But Tip O'Neill, who was the Speaker of the House, you know, yeah. worked with the president to try to accomplish certain objectives. My dad, you know, passed the Americans with Disabilities Act. He compromised, raised taxes when he 
said, read my lips, no new taxes, that he got compromised from the Congress to cut spending, which led to, you know, no deficits. Now we have a $20 trillion deficit. Back in Dad's day, they were projected to have a $300 billion deficit. He said, I can't tolerate this. So he worked with Congress, and Clinton inherited a balanced budget and four or five years of prosperity on the backs of what I think was a courageous but the right thing to do from a presidential leadership perspective. Yeah, unfortunately, we're getting too little too little coming together and too much divisiveness and name calling and bullying and it's just an ugly world we live in neil if people want to uh if they want to be part of the event or they just want to be interested they want to volunteer with the barbara bush houston literacy foundation they go to the website bushhoustonliteracy.org and they can yes. check out all the information everything's on there and if you go so if you want to volunteer i would write this down connect the number four literacy.org connect number four literacy.org go to the website it could lead you there but directly for for volunteering go to the connect for literacy.org and then go to the website for the uh, for information on the event it's going to be a fabulous event it always is people rave about it and uh, we'd love to have you join us so once again it is the celebration of reading and it is going to be april 19th april 19th and check it out, BushHoustonLiteracy.org, and also connect the number four literacy.org as well to be a volunteer. Neil Bush here on Entercom Radio's Eye on Houston. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Seth. This is Entercom Radio's Eye on Houston. He's Seth Payne. I'm Mike Meltzer. It is Entercom Radio. <laughs>